Welcome to Chill Pill Poetry, Episode 7. In this episode, we'll be talking to Rina from the team. Rina hails from Germany, and she's brought with her some favourite poems, both English and German. So, over to you, Rina. Hi, Nigel. Thank you for Hi, inviting me. I'm very happy to be here today. Happy to have you here. Yeah, great. Um, and I have brought you some nice German poetry. Of course, I translated it into English, and I hope, yeah. I hope it's still good in English. And then I also chose some uh, English language poetry. Great. So, do you want to do you just crack on and yeah, sure. straight into it? What we got first? So, first one is Konrad Ferdinand Meyer, Two Sails. Okay. Yeah. Two sails illuminating the deep blue bay. Two sails swell to calm flight, as one in the winds, arcing and moving, the sensations of the other is aroused. One desires to hurry, the other goes fast. One demands to rest, his companion goes slow. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. So, Conrad Ferdinand Meyer. Yeah, Contemporary he's a... or... No, he lived lived in the early nineteenth century. Okay, yeah. And uh, he's from Switzerland, actually. Ah, he's not right. not really German. Yeah, Swiss but... yeah, okay. <laughs> so, and and I like this poem first of all because it's so it creates such a nice image, and then also because I like to give it to people when they get married as a wedding oh, gift. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, I I like it. Um, it's my kind of thing. Uh, very short and. Like a vignette almost. Mm. I suppose it is a vignette in my, my mind, I suppose. Um, yeah, and there's enough in it to um, generate interest and emotion. And uh, yeah, I like that. That's good. Great. Thank you. So, what have we got next? Yeah, the next one is A Factual Romance by Eric Kästner. Factual Romance. Okay. Mm. Is that the title? Yes. Great. When they had known each other for eight years, and we may say they knew each other well. Their love suddenly disappeared, like a stick or a hat to other people. They were sad, they were cheerful, tried to kiss as if nothing were wrong, and looked at each other and didn't know what to do. Finally she cried, and he stood by. From the window they could see ships waving. He said it was already a quarter past four, and time to go and have coffee somewhere. Next door, a man was practicing the piano. When they went to the smallest cafe in town and stirred in their cups, in the evening they were still sitting there. They sat there alone and they didn't say a word. And they just couldn't believe it. Hmm. Just couldn't believe it. Hmm. You were twisting the in the tail at the end of there? Yeah. So, Eric Kastner, Kastner, is it? Yeah, it's, it's a very popular German poet and also author of um, some children's books. And uh, he, he, he lived during the time of the Second World War and was doomed by the Nazis. And he's probably one of the most read German poets and authors, I think. And I, I chose him because it's such a typical German poetry he does. It's very... Simple, so simple words, simple sentence structure, and kind of a story he tells. And um, 
yeah, yeah very I, I, very yeah. precisely as well <laughs> cool. yeah I, I would yeah I agree with that reading it as an English national um I like it because it, it I like narrative um poetry that does um mm-hmm. that has lots of detail yes. I think that's what makes narrative poetry and uh, mm-hmm. sucks you into somebody's story that's what that's got being spoiled today. Yeah, I hope. So next one, this for you, because it's by Heinz Erhardt, who I would claim to be the uh, first German comedian <laughs> to be successful, really. All right. Um, <laughs> Determined by who? <laughs> for me. All right, okay. No, he, he was actually an actor, a showmaster, a and, and poet, uh, a singer, after oh, right. the Second World War, so he he went in this time when Ge- Germany was rebuilt, basically, and uh, he he's for a lot of people a symbol of that time, I, I like his his work, and also he tried to be funny all the time to cheer people up after the horrible things that that had happened, and yeah, so interesting guy, yeah. So this one is called the mountain. If you had put together all the mountains in the world and put them on top of each other, and at the foot of this massif, a vast sea, wide and deep, and if now push with thunder and lightning the mountain into this sea, well, it would splash. Mmm, yeah, yeah, another one. You like these little puzzle ones, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a, a good point, is that, on the poem, because that, and the mountain into this sea, well, it would just splash. You can see a bit of his humour there. Yeah, you can. Um, but it's also this quite, ins- uh, they say poetry and humour go hand in hand, don't they? Yeah. You can see it with this. It's kind of, um, both can, can get, a, um, how can I put it, both can get a message across without um, having a, a doctrine or a, or a yes. paper, or a science or a paper or something, or a... A statement or whatever. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be like a, a moral, like um, like lesson. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you, Zilla <laughs> Dale. Okay, so, well, that's yeah. that's great. Yeah. So he, he was m- many um, strings to his bow, as we say. Um, mm, yes. And I suppose it must have been quite. Um, I think it was the end of the Second World War. There wasn't really a lot to laugh about, was there? Yeah, not no, and he, he himself had a terrible childhood and lost like nearly everything in in war. So, right. yeah, it's it's fascinating that guy, I think. And I I I, I don't know if, if that's every family, but all my friends, we all had his big book of of, of little poems at home, right. Right. and and our parents would read them to us when we were little, because it, it's a lot of them are very nice for children as well. I was, you know, I was just going to ask that because this one's not. Although it's a bit of a thinker at the end and stuff, mm. it's not. Too, it's not beyond the, the um, inquiring uh, juvenile mind, is it at all? Yeah, that's certainly, true. certainly not the teenage mind. Yes. Lovely. Okay, well, what else have we got next? Please. Yeah. So the next one is Julia Engelmann, who is the rising star in German poetry. She's the most successful poet, um, selling hundreds and thousands of books and making music now. And this is a very typical of her um, slam poetry style. Oh, is this the one that's likened to you? Yeah, I'd like to be as successful as her. <laughs> well, well, 
I don't know about that because it's look of the draw, isn't it? Right time, right time, right place. But certainly, I can see the same similarity in style between them. So, yeah, keep on writing, Rena. <laughs> yeah, I will. Okay. Tell me who. You tell me who is this? Who is my home? And who catches me? Who's my best friend? Who is it that runs my pace? When I stand still, who moves me? When I'm confused, who understands me? And when I want to get away, who is it that lets me? And when I need support, who holds me? When I don't know where to go, who shows me the way? When I don't know how, who shows me the way? When I lose my way, who gives me what I'm looking for? And who can tell me I'm good enough? When I doubt, who stands behind me? When I cry, who cries with me? And who is infinitely close to me? Who's always there for me? Whether I want it or not, the answer is always me. Oh, another one. <laughs> okay. Oh, can I just ask before we go, go into the chat about it? The type is set out in the form of um, like a triangle or a flag or something. Yes. Is that, is that how it originally done or is that something you Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it came out the same way, like, I didn't do it uh, on purpose in English, but it came out the same form as it was in German already. Because oh, so. um, E. Cummins, I think you, you know him, don't you? Yeah, I American, do. American, British American, I can't remember which one he is. But he, he was an artist as well, because he, as you, I'm sure you know, did the same, same sort of thing, really pushed the boundaries on poetry and mm. made poems into shapes to illustrate and stuff. And, uh, so how do you come across this lady? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, she's she's everywhere. So all um, oh, right, yeah. Okay. She, so um, basically, help. she she did a very very popular poetry poetry slam in my hometown in Bielefeld. That's where right. she where she was uh, where she had her first big success. So I she did, won a, an, that, a, no. a national poetry competition. Right. And it was with this song, um, the the reckoning song. So one baby, one day, baby. Yeah, you know that song. No. It's about what you want to do when you get get old. Uh, ah, right. What, what you wish you had done in your life, and that was what she had her po poem about, and it was like million clicks on YouTube and wow. very because so she became very uh, popular, and she does shows with poetry actually, where ten thousands of people all over Germany go to her shows and. What? Watch her read her poetry, yeah. So it's wow. it's fantastic what she's done for for our genre. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's very similar here. I mean if, if we 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 in poetry concert around here, we have ooh, at least ten or twenty. On a boring weekend when there's nothing else for them to do. And if we pay them to come in. <laughs> it's not about that, actually. But yeah, still, it's fascinating. And I, I kind of like her style of writing as well. Um, but I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just jealous, Rina. Yeah. That, uh, in, in Germany, it's such an interest in the art. But uh, for, for, for a country that's so famous for its poets and poetry. Yeah, that's true. It's um, a bit of a damp squib here. Anyway, mm. sorry if I interrupted you. What were you saying? No, no. I also think that you can, like, you can overdo it as well. So uh, because now she's doing music and every poem becomes a song now. So uh, sometimes I think it's a bit too much. No, I, I have that problem sometimes. 
Yeah. Okay, what we got next, love? Thank you. Next one is Masha Kaleko, which is my Ooh. most favorite Ger German poet. Poet, sorry. And uh, she lived during World War II as well, and she was a Jew. So, as you can imagine, she didn't have an easy life. No. Her poem is called You Are Not Here. You are not here. I wield the pen. Such loneliness. I write it all. A sprig of lilac taps the pain, but I don't hear the May night's call. You are not here. In vain the trees blossom and rosebuds scent the breeze. The nightingales love melody, find music but mere irony. You are not here. I hound the gloom. Numbed by the city's hostile stare, I cannot face nor shelter from harsh lights and noise and horrid glare. Autumnal thoughts and wintry mood, November in the lamplit loft, sing its grey song I sit and brood. You are not here, insist soft. Walls, cupboards, chant, you are not here. Dust shrouds the piano's music score, just when I think of you no more. Things speak to me, you reappear, you are not here. I'll leave through reams of letters, wake their wilder dreams. My laughter fancied you and left, you are not here. My soul's bereft. That reminds me of an English language poem. Not a particular one, I mean, just in style. Yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, it actually, actually, this one I didn't translate myself. <laughs> there was a proper uh, translator uh, who had, who did a, yeah, he he did the translation of of a couple of her poems, uh, and the the, the the translation makes it much better. Like the whole style is now you can imagine now um, what it would have been if she if she'd been English. Um, because if you just translate them, like like myself as a not professional translator, you can't really adapt the style to the other language then easily. No, well, you and I have both had the same problem, haven't we? Um, yeah. But, but it does make me wonder, as great as it is, what it, whether it's anything like what she intended. You know. No, I think I think for me, like like when I read the German one now, I understand. You can see Why? That, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So you you can see how how well it's translated. Yes. Ah. Right. Exactly, because it's not just a translation word by word, but it's. No. Um, and, mean, and 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 as well, he didn't change the poem, so that's very difficult to not change it. Yes, it but is. But to yeah. make it really English. <laughs> uh, it, it does. Re it does read English. Yeah. Um, yeah. The the, the the some of the descriptions and um, combinations of um, images. Uh, uh, very, um, very, oh, oh, yeah, very English, I suppose. Yeah, I'll stick yeah. with that. Stick with that. Very English. That's a good. That's a good thing because next <laughs> one is an English poem. Oh, <laughs> so well time, Nigel. That's James Broughton. He's contemporary. It's quite popular with this one, and it's called "This Is It." Right. This is it, number one, which is. A lot more popular than this one, but I like this one more, and it's number two. This is it. This is really it. This is all there is, and it is perfect as it is. There is no there is nowhere to go but here. There is nothing here but now. There's nothing now but this. And this is it. 
This is really it. This is all there is. And it is perfect as it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I've never thought of that one. Mm. It's a nice way of saying stop whining. <laughs> yes. Well, you won't get anything out than this. <laughs> I do need to stop whining. <laughs> I shall take note. I read Mr. Broughton again sometime. I didn't mean you in particular. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I, That's I, his I message, to, message to the reader, I guess. Message to the world. Yeah. Hey, world, listen up. Stop, yeah. stop, stop whining and get on with it. Yeah. I like that. Very simple. Drink tea and carry on. Yeah. As all the T-shirts say and all the posts say. Right, okay. What have we got next, love? Yeah, next one, you already funnily mentioned him, E.E. E. Mm. Cummings. Oh, right, yeah. I carry your heart with me. Is he American or British? I can't remember. Or was he a Brit that went to America? I know Auden was born in Britain, but became an American national. I was getting confused. Uh, I, I, I'm not American. sure. I, I think he, he lived in the US, but I'm not sure whether he was British before. Mm. Complicated, oh. these fellows. Complicated. Well... I, I saw a movie he's a favorite, once. He's a fav, sorry, he's a, a favorite of mine, Rena, anyway. So, okay. okay, great. You, you saw so, a, a movie, did you say? Yeah, that's where I heard this poem first time. Right. It's a, it's a not very complicated movie. <laughs> it's a typical Hollywood movie. Right. Uh, but this poem is really great. Okay. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I'm never without it. Anywhere I go, you go, my dear. And whatever is done by only me is your doing, my darling. I fear no fate, for you are my fate, my sweet. I no world, for beautiful you are my world, my true. And it's you are whatever a moon has always meant, and whatever a sun will always sing is you. Here is the deepest secret nobody knows. Here is the root of the root and the bud of the bud and the sky of the sky of a tree called life, which grows higher than the soul can hope or mind can hide. And this is the wonder that keeps, that's keeping the stars apart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. Mm. Well read, because that's quite a tricky poem to read. I find anyway. Yeah, I, I found it quite tricky. I, I, mean, I mean, I was saying earlier about his style, that it, it puts in, it's quite adventurous and pushes the limits and stuff. Yeah. And all the brackets and things. That, um, <laughs> the listeners can't see this, but um, get a chance to have a look at some of his poems. Yeah, they're, they're the, strange. It, <laughs> the first line is, I carry your heart with me. And then the second line is, I carry it in my heart. But the second line is in brackets. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it, that's how it starts. But it's good, isn't it? You know, push yeah, the boundaries, it's, it's great. I, I like that, but uh, I'm not sure about the some of the sentiments and things. It's a bit, but it's a product of its time, isn't it, of course? It's yeah. looking back and saying, um, you don't like the language when you weren't there at the time. Yeah, for, for me it was like, in, with this one with the bracket, it was like um, there was the thing he said and he wanted to say, and then it was like kind of an inner dialogue that he had to stress it or... Um, uh, or find a reason for how, why is this, mm -hmm. and and that's this is what I liked about it. Very good. It, yeah. Okay, love. What we got next? 
Oh, the next one. I would be very happy if you'd help me to read it. <laughs> be odd. Does that mean read it, Nigel? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. <laughs> because it's The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost. Okay. It's a very nice poem. Um, very, became popular with um, Dead Poet Society, I guess. Um, and I'm happy if you can read that. <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'm a bit parky at the moment, but uh, we'll give it a go. See what happens. The Road Not Taken by Robert Frost Two roads diverged in the yellow wood And sorry I could not travel both And be one traveller Long I stood and looked down one As far as I could To where it bent in the undergrowth Then took the other As just as fair And having perhaps the better claim Because it was grassy and wanted wear Though, as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay leaves, no step had trodden back. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, Two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less travelled. And that has made all the difference. Mm. Mm. Mr. Scott, yeah, there, but never mind. The listeners will enjoy that you read that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, flatter that. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a brilliant poem, isn't it? Yes, it is. Brilliant poem. And I read that by someone, I don't know, some important literature people said that uh, the, the, the teacher Keats in the, in the Dead Poets Society, he, he misinterpreted, the, misinterpreted the, the poem because he said it's about choosing the, the less traveled road. But, in, but really it wasn't. So I find that interesting because how, how would they know <laughs> yes, so, exactly. what it was about? Exactly. We could all pop over and ask Robert, but uh, he's long gone, isn't he? So yeah. we shall never really know, uh, unless somebody's got his papers and uh, and given somebody access to them. It's what always annoys me about academic um, uh, poetry. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm not an anti, but so person X, this gentleman here is um, an expert on Keats, for example. So what? Mm. So what? You know, it's everything to do with Keats. Great, great, great. Knock yourself out, pal. It doesn't change humanity or doesn't give any more great, great enjoyment to the casual reader, does it? No. All right, soapbox away, Nigel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 just the way it reads is, is fascinating to me. I just, it's just great. I just love it. Love it to bits. And I'm not a big fan of Frost, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, odd poems of his really grab me. Yeah. Thank you. I like. I enjoyed reading that. Great. So, next one is The Summer Day by Mary Oliver. Ah. And it's, who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? No. Can, can you help me with that one? You want to read it now? No, no, the, the word. <laughs> grasshopper. Hopper. Okay. Yeah, grasshopper. I'll start from the beginning. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who made the world? Who made the swan and the black bear? Who made the grasshopper? 
This grasshopper, I mean, the one who has flung herself out of the grass, the one who is eating sugar out of my hand, who is moving her jaws back and forth instead of up and down, who is gazing around with her enormous and complicated eyes. Now she lifts her pale forearms and thoroughly washes her face. Now she snaps her wings open and floats away. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. I do know how to pay attention, how to fall down into the grass, how to kneel in the grass, how to be idle and blessed, how to stroll through the fields, which is what I have been doing all day. Tell me, what else should I have done? Doesn't everything die at last and too soon? Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? Mm -hmm. What I like about that one, and also many others, is it's a lovely message or advice. It's almost like um, a kindly aunt or uncle mm -hmm. tiptoeing into your bedroom at night and leaving a little note gently folded over and walking away. <laughs> so you just wake up in the morning and I look at me. Ooh, oh, yeah. But it also has these puzzle moments, right? Where she suddenly changes completely the topic. Yes. And, yeah. and then, you know, what? <laughs> A volter in, uh, in uh, sonnets, I suppose. A sudden yeah. change of pace and direction. Yeah. But, but effective. Yeah, very. Very effective technique. Yes, I, I've got a lot of time for my I need to read more of her, actually. Yeah, and I'm still thinking about this. Uh, I don't know what a prayer prayer is. What? A prayer. That's in the middle of it. She says that, and I, I'm still thinking about it. And I, I will probably for the next couple of days think about why this is in this poem. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't know exactly what a prayer is. Yes. Well, to Mary, we don't exactly know what's in your poem. <laughs> yeah. So great. Yeah, I love that. Excellent choice. Oh, well, you're spoiling us today, Arena. Mm, thank us. you. Okay, we'll oh, and another uh, female poem, poet, Julia Kupu, and all right, maybe in, in English you'd say Kupu's, I don't know, in defense of adultery. Oh, Co uh, Julia Copus, I think it is. Copus, okay. Yeah. So I stick with the French name, sounds nice. <laughs> Julia Kupu, in defense of adultery. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, look, sorry, off you go. We don't fall in love. It rises through us, the way that certain music does, whether a symphony or ballad, and it is sepia-colored, like split tea that inches up, uh, like spilt tea that inches up, the tiny tube-like gaps inside, a cube of sugar lying by a cup. Yes, love's like that. Just when we least needed or expected it, a part of us dips into it by chance or mishap and it seeps through our capillaries and clings inside the chambers of the heart. We're victims, we say, mere vessels, drinking the vanilla scent of this one's skin, the lustre of another's eye so skillfully darkened with bistre. And whatever damage might result, we're not to blame for it. Love is an autocrat and won't be disobeyed. Sometimes we manage to convince ourselves of that. Ooh. <laughs> Got a lot to say on that subject, haven't you? Mmm. I think you're a naughty girl, right? I'm quiet. 
Yeah, we are victims, we say. We're mere vessels drinking the veil of stank. Yeah, it's kind of just fine being naughty, isn't it, really? Uh, it, it doesn't. I, I didn't see it that way. So yeah, I, <laughs> probably I, I, depends on on how you look at it. Well, that, that's what poetry is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, to me, it says we're victims. Yeah. Can't help it. It's yeah. not our fault. We love, you know. Yes. How about some more old backfiber love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. We thought we've already sent into um, uh, a debate and then to an argument. Let's move swiftly mm -hmm. on. Uh, there's nothing to argue about love, I think. Oh, no. You have to have a laugh it, word, it, don't you? Eh? It, it, it is what it is. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. oh, the next one. I claim to say it's, it's about me. <laughs> and it's, we can't be because it's followed Byron. No. Oh, William, sorry. William uh, yeah. Butler, no. No. Yeah. No. So because it's by Will, William Butler Yeats, so okay. he he didn't know me. That crazed girl. Would you like to read that for me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that crazed girl improvising her music, her poetry, dancing on to, upon the shore. Her soul in division from itself, climbing, falling. She knew not where, hiding amid the cargo of a steamship, her kneecap broken. That girl, I declare, a beautiful lofty thing, or a thing, heroically lost, heroically found. No matter what disaster occurred, she stood in desperate music wound, 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 and she made in her triumph where the bales and the baskets lay. No common intelligible sound, but sang, O oh, sea star, hungry sea. Mm. Mm. I have to say I'm a big fan of William Butler. Mm. Yeah. It's great. In fact, uh, most of the Irish poets I, I, I adore, Irish and Scottish, but mainly Irish, because there seems to be more of them, I think. But, uh, mm. Maybe do a, do a show on uh, just the Celtic-derived Poetry, but maybe, I don't know. Yeah, so, so what drew what you to that one? Just the title and the, um, oh, what was it about it, though? That drew you. Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, it's very personal, I think, because I, I can so relate to, some of the relate to, the to what he, yeah. the, the story he's telling, and I kind of like how he, with so little words, tells such a long and. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean, for anyone who's interested, story. it's quite. Um, interesting techniques you know like a, a beautiful lofty thing or yeah. a thing heroically lost yeah heroically found yeah that's, that's so sort of moving things around and and just by doing that changing the sentence structure mm -hmm. emphasized it very well uh, in, a, in the most taking the, the rhythmic rhythm of the first piece and then swapped it around and given it again <laughs> very mm. clever very clever do you want to read it, maybe, because it's... Oh, okay, then. Let's uh, scrolling down the screen. George, but, oh, yeah, we only two parts of... Ooh, it's all right, it's all right, this one. I'll have a, yes, I'll have a go, though. <laughs> oh, it's quite a long one, isn't it? 
have to probably hang on, let me just try and uh oh, no, I've not got room on my screen. Okay, let's go. When we two parted by George Gordon Byron. When we two parted in silence and tears, half broken hearted. To sever for years, pale grew thy cheek and cold, colder thy kiss. Truly that hour foretold sorrow to this. The dew of the morning sunk chilly on my brow. I felt like the warning of what I feel now. Thy vows are all broken, and light is thy fame. I hear thy name spoken, and share in its shame. They name thee before me, and knell to mine ear. A shudder comes over me. Why went thou so dear? They know not I knew thee, who knew thee too well. Long, long shall I rue thee too deeply to tell. In secret we met, in silence I grieve. That thy heart could forget, thy spirit deceive. If I should meet thee, after long years, How should I greet thee, with silence and tears? Hmm. It's a bit like really, right? It's a good poem to old Byron, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, I chose this, chose this one, because the Auden, um Stop all clocks. Yeah. <laughs> Seem to be so, too sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a wise choice. <laughs> well, it's one of the great romantics, and you think, yeah, I, yeah. I guess it is really, isn't it? <laughs> but it, what interests me about Byron, I, I, I've mentioned this before on other pods, so I apologize, but you know, this thing about rhyme not being in fashion, and um, mm. yeah, oh, Byron did a pretty good job with rhyme, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, that's wonderful. You know, I really enjoyed that. I was getting quite emotional reading that. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Good stuff. Yeah, thank you for reading it. Mm. Yeah, so the last one I chose is a very, very short, very simple one by Jean Willis. Oh, right. Okay. In, inside Our Dreams. Okay. Where do people go to when they die? Somewhere down below or in the sky? I can't be sure, said Grandpa, but it seems they simply set up home inside our dreams. Oh, what a finish. Mm. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> what a good choice, that. Isn't that lovely? Yes. Isn't that lovely? Yeah, it is. Well, thank you very much indeed, Rina. Thank uh, you so much for having me. It's been an absolute me. pleasure. Uh, I've enjoyed uh, every poem, even the uh, long one. Yeah, know. and I apologise to Amanda Gorman for no, 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 screwing no. her poetry. Ah, she'll get over it. She's young. So she'll yeah. write another one even longer. <laughs> okay, thanks very much. And uh, to all you. our listeners, both of you, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> and we'll see you again next time. See, Bye for now. See you next time.